It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Hope you're having a blessed weekend. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, you can always connect with us through social media. You can listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app. Anywhere you get your podcast, like Podcast One, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine. Facebook, you can like, follow, and share there. Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rodney Lear on Air. So what is it like to be a second-generation business owner to carry on and continue to grow the family legacy or simply follow in your parents' footsteps? This morning, we talk about it. Buddy LaRosa opened his first pizzeria in 1954 on the west side of Cincinnati. Today, the business has grown to over 65 restaurants in Cincinnati, Dayton, Central Ohio, Northern Kentucky, and Southeast Indiana. Buddy's sons, Mike and Mark LaRosa, are currently at the helm of the company. Welcome to the show this morning, Mike and Mark. How are you guys? Good morning, Great. Rodney. Good Thanks morning. for having us. Yeah, so it's been a while since I had you guys on. I'm thinking maybe 10, 12, 15 years, maybe somewhere around yeah. there. I didn't have as much gray hair as I do now. I know that. <laughs> time is flying. I, I'd be afraid to peg what time frame it was. All right. I'd be wrong. All right. So but it's good to see you again. Good seeing you guys. So I want to say this. So I'm a West Sider. Right. And so I go past the new the store on Budno. That is my store, by the way. And so I see that you guys are doing some renovations there. I'm excited about it. What can you tell us about the renovation? We decided to bring it up to a new standard. We, that was a we, really nice spot, though. We, well, we built we built the building um, as my it's Buddy's first pro- our dad. It's his first his original location was on that property. And in 1996, we built that building and he was on board, uh, loved every minute of it. But we set it up and there were two businesses within there, the, the pizzeria and then there was a market. The market, we probably gave it about a 10-year run mm-hmm. and pulled the market out uh, in the early 2000s. And then we retrofitted the rest of the dining room into that space. So it, it was always a little bit disjointed, although it was very nice and um, great. Uh, customer uh, appeal and acceptance. Um, I love o- it. O- over the now uh, uh, 35 years of operation, we've come to understand uh, how to build in better efficiencies, how to ha- improve the flow, how to enhance the customer guest areas. So now uh, what we decided to do is we closed the, the dining room and from the restrooms all the way through the dining room, we gutted the entire space and we're repurposing it that we'll have a p- private party room space on one side of the building and then our main dining room on the other and they'll they'll both have uh, adjacent uh, restroom accessibility to those spaces the servers used to be on roller skates and would have to go in multiple directions mm-hmm. between the party rooms how they were spaced out and the main dining room so we're we're trying to make it more efficient more open airy uh flow uh of of both for customers and team members um it's it's about a 12 or 14 week project we're right in the middle of it and so far so good with all the uh supply chain uh potential issues we've uh, avoided most we've had a few but we've been able to deal with them but hopefully uh the second or third week of October will be open and uh, hopefully families can enjoy it uh, through the holidays from Thanksgiving uh, Halloween Thanksgiving on all right wow. the other thing the other thing I'll add Rodney is people don't maybe realize this but two thirds of the pizza business we're in the pizza's in a box you know, delivery mm-hmm. and carry out pickup. 
is the lion's share of our business. The, the dine-in segment is uh, – it's kind of shrinking over time. So okay. what we've learned is that when families go out to enjoy pizza, they tend to be celebrating something. It's either a birthday mm-hmm. or there's some reason why they're gathering and they're going to share a delicious pizza. So many of our locations over time have been able to shift their seating configuration to include – either a nice run of tables that can be pulled together to accommodate a big group or private dining areas. In Budno, we've had private dining rooms, but they haven't been efficiently designed. So we're really leaning into the reality that when families and guests go out to celebrate and enjoy La Rosa's pizza, we want to have everything so that it's really seamless for them and it works nicely. So it'll be state-of-the-art over there. I'm really excited about the investment we're making. And one of the things about La Rosa's I think that has helped us is we've always been able to keep our stores fresh. I would say no no more than every 10 to 12 years, our stores do a nice refresh and they remodel. And it's important. I think guests like to see that you're reinvesting in your business and keeping things new and um, it's something my dad always made sure was part of the game plan, and Mark and I have done our best to keep that going. All right. So let's talk about this now. This is a second-generation business. Now, tell us very briefly about your roles within the organization because you guys do kind of two separate things, I believe. I know when we initially talked. But tell us about your briefly about your roles, um, starting with Mark. Why don't you go first? Um, I have always uh, – I followed my – grandma's uh in the kitchen i was always pulling on their apron strings okay i followed my mom i followed my dad my grandma's and i was always let me taste your sauce can i help you roll your meatballs okay um can i stir the sauce so i i uh, had a mike's great at food and cooking too but um i always was in somebody's way in the kitchen (laughs) trying to get attention as a, uh, a youngster and I just took a liking and a fondness to it. So my role, uh, I, um, it's a pretty darn good job. I, I eat for a living. I, <laughs> um, I'm the corporate chef. Uh, I've been in charge of our, our menu development, product development, and recipes. I hold the my um, Aunt Dini's original pizza sauce recipe near and dear to my heart. Um, no changes, no deviations. Always being the prime, uh, the ripe pear-shaped California tomatoes. But I have the food and menu responsibilities. Uh, I'm kind of back of the house and Mike's front of the house. Yeah, you know, we um, we really believe in strength-based management. So, you know, what Mark is, is good at and passionate about is food and the equipment necessary to prepare the food and the facility and its design and layout to serve the food. And I, my strengths are a little more people-oriented. My, my father was always good in both areas. He could cook, and he was the best front-of-the-house guy in the world because he loves people, and he embraces everybody and gets to know their families and everything. So I've kind of studied dad on the people side, and my strength and my passion is more for our team members in the restaurants. I love getting to know our people, encouraging them to show up and giving us their, their best each day, and then to value the guest. I mean, we don't want a guest to ever leave dissatisfied, so we go the extra mile to make sure people are happy and we put a smile on their face. So in our organization, you know, it takes more than two guys to, to lead the effort, and our whole executive team and our management team, we do it on a strength-based basis. So we kind of analyze folks and, and make sure they're a good fit 
for what they're responsible for because somebody who really loves what they're doing is going to kick butt and take no prisoners, right? right? And that's how we like to build our teams at La Rosa's. All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. This morning, we're talking about second-generation business owners. We're also talking about following in your family footsteps, and they are most certainly doing that. We're talking to Mark and Mike LaRosa. Um, their father, Buddy, um, founded uh, LaRosa's Pizzeria here in Cincinnati. For more information on the show, more information on our guest, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Like us there. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Now, gentlemen, growing up, when was the first time you realized that your dad was Buddy LaRosa's and that not everybody in the world runs a pizzeria, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was normal for you guys at the time. But when did you realize that? That's uh, a great question. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, de- I definitely uh, grade school. Uh, I, I, my dad worked and he uh, made pizza. That's all I really knew. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe later into high school um, – Really, you have to understand, Rodney. He worked twenty four seven. Okay. Um, our mom raised four kids and took care of those responsibilities. She worked. She was a she had a full time job and she took care of the the home and the kids. And Dad was at work all the time. So that he was working, providing for us is all I really understood. And I knew it was food, and I knew it was pizza. But he was there morning, noon, and night. Um, sacrificing all the time. So I never really – the persona of Buddy LaRosa. Now, when I got into my 20s, 30s, and 40s, I could not go anywhere. And if if I would um, – if my last name would come up uh, within seconds, there's something about Buddy's your dad. Do you know Buddy? How do you know Buddy? Uh, the, <laughs> the, the Buddy part of it um, from probably my 20s on, uh, it could never be – um, avoided it, it always comes into play and it's typically somebody has a pretty interesting interesting story about my dad and his interaction <laughs> with them that he did some act of kindness or he just made their day a little brighter uh, time and time and time again and he'll be 92 in a couple of weeks and I still have people that I will run into uh, out in public and they will have stories let me tell you something about your dad one time um, but definitely in my 20s I don't think and I thought anything yeah. of it other than why does our dad work so hard? Uh, I know he's working to provide for us, but why does he work so hard? What does he do? I was always um, uh, interested in understanding what he was doing. Um, and I was always wanting to think, can I do something to help him? I, I'm, I'm just a kid, but can I, can I lend a hand? Um, he's doing all of this for us. Can't we, can we give him a hand, even though there wasn't much I could do at the time? Uh, but it, uh, I, didn't, I don't think it kicked in until probably my twenties. Yeah, you know, my father's very humble in his in his uh, personal uh, character traits, and he wanted to be known as Buddy, not necessarily his last name. And I think he raised us that your last name really doesn't mean anything. You know, you got to earn your keep in everything you do. You got to be responsible in what you do, and. Dad wanted to operate one successful business for his family, and that was in Western Hills on Boudinot Avenue. The growth of La Rosa's really didn't start happening for maybe 15 years after Dad first went into business. Other people opened his eyes to, you know, buddy, if this works in Western Hills, it'll work in Forest Park and Tri-County and Marymount, okay. et cetera, et cetera. So growth and the brand and the name recognition really happened 
when we were almost finished with high school. So okay. it wasn't an early on thing. It was a, a humble beginning that the, the good work that Dad put in for almost 20 years then exploded into growth all around the region. And he had great managers because Mark and I were too young at that point. He had great non-family executives and leaders that helped him grow to that next plateau. So growing up, did you guys work in the restaurant? Yes. Okay. Uh, probably on weekends, 10, 12, 13 years old. On weekends, m- mom would take us over and we'd sweep the parking lot, take trash out, carry large orders out to, to folks' cars. Okay. Um, and I think I was probably 14 when I really had uh, a job working in one of the kitchens uh, that I was um, old enough and responsible enough that dad let us come in. But from probably 10 on, we, we were always around um, trying to lend a hand, do something. Okay. Yeah, yeah he um, he made sure that we didn't get in the kitchen, though, until we proved ourselves <laughs> a little right, bit. So that parking lot, sweeping the parking lot, taking picking up trash. the litter, taking out the trash, and you better do it right or he was putting a size eight where you don't want it to be oh, man. and by the time you got inside you know that's where the good food was and the ice cream and he used to have like a malted milk machine or something you know it was fun in the restaurant okay outside and and cleaning and, and you had to earn your way oh into yeah it. You, oh, had you, wanted, you had to do what it takes to stay there then because <laughs> um being he, he was strength-based and if you weren't a fit uh, you'd be moved off into another um, responsibility or duty. And as Mike said, being in the restaurants, being in the kitchen, that was the place to be. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Mike and Mark LaRosas. I'm Rodney Lear. You're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. So at what point did you gentlemen decide, okay, I'm going to follow in dad's footsteps. I'm going to become, we're going to make this a second generation business. Um, we're going to start working in the business. When did you decide? Was that always the plan in your mind? And did you have a conversation at some point with dad saying that, you know, I want you guys to take over or no. that was never a conversation? No, no. Dad, no, no. It was a one way conversation. One way. OK. That wasn't I, I can't be I guess, I guess it's one way conversation. It was dad saying you're going to high school. You're going to college. You're going to get a degree. You're going to find something you're going to sink your teeth into. You're not going to be in the restaurant business. He told um, all four of us, um, but specifically Mike and me, time and time again. And uh, I, I think I was probably in grade school, and I think I heard it for the first time. Yeah. I mean, um, Dad had really second generation like leaders in place okay mm-hmm. because we were too young okay so th- he had he had non-family people that were really doing the heavy lifting and by the time we started having roles and responsibilities we reported to other managers so you know okay. my first boss was Shirley and Shirley treated me like any other team member and and I learned how to do everything and Mark reported to to Fritz Fritz and he Fritz learned how to do everything working for Fritz now I never thought about running the company at all I had to do the job Shirley wanted me to do okay and then when Shirley passed away and somebody else was the boss it was the same thing so Mark and I both learned every aspect of the business working for non-family management people and honestly, I didn't, Mark and I didn't take over leadership of the company until 2008 when T.D. Hughes, who was the CEO of our company for 
over 35 years. When he retired is when we got the baton. So we were in our 50s by then. So, yeah, if, you know, people, there are family businesses where you raise with a silver spoon and you're given the roles before you're ready. In our case, we were blessed with the reality that we had to learn the business first and over a long period of time demonstrate that we weren't going to screw it up before we got the baton. <laughs> All right, good. That's a good lead into my next question because how much pressure then is there to continue the success? You talked about um, how respected your dad is in the community and things like that, your dad, Buddy LaRosa's. So when you – so how much pressure is there, if any – to continue the legacy, to make this thing continue to work and grow? I wouldn't say pressure because I love what I do. Mark okay. loves what he, he does. We show up every day and we, we want our restaurants to shine. We want our team members to be smiley, happy people. They're making guests happy. We make good food. We, the recipe. I mean, this is a matter of just consistently executing every day. And there's no pressure in that. Whoever comes in today, we're going to make very happy. And now, do, are things upsetting? Yeah. You know, we, we're running through a stretch right now where there's not as many team members applying for jobs as we would like. What can you do about that? You just try to hang on to the crew you have and you, you make it a welcoming work environment. There's pressure associated with keeping excellence in place, but there's no pressure in making the company great. My dad built a great company. And we know the fundamental things you got to do every minute of every day to keep that going. And when you focus on that and you get used to doing that, I don't feel any pressure. The form of pressure I think that I sensed uh, early on, and, and Mike probably had it similar, and he re- referred to it earlier, is those folks that we were reporting to that were our um, our boss or our supervisor. I w- there was pressure in trying to make them happy that I was doing what they wanted me to do, okay. that I was fulfilling the role and taking on the responsibility and, and uh, providing the function that they wanted. I-, I felt pressure that I didn't want anybody, oh, that's just Buddy's kid. He gets to do what he wants. Uh, I wanted to perform. Dad was genius at, although he said, I don't want you in the restaurant business, go and p- pursue something else. Uh, it was a little bit of a psychological ploy to to get us to broaden our horizons and think about um, things outside of the restaurant. But I think it was one of those things, the more he said, I don't want you in here, it, it was more uh, compelling okay. and of a draw. If there, there may have, I didn't identify it then, but there may have been a little bit of pressure that I want to show dad that I'm worthy of being a part of his business someday. And I'm going to apply myself and work as hard as I can, keep my mouth shut, do what my uh, supervisors uh, tell me. And as Mike said, that T.D. Hughes became our, our mentor, our boss. Um, most of this later in the 70s, all of the 80s, all of the 90s, and then into 2008 when he transitioned. We uh, the pressure was I, I want to make TD happy, and it, but at a distance because Dad wasn't our boss. We didn't we didn't have any uh, inner family conflict or turmoil of the the dad and the sons and the second generation struggling to oh Dad you're too old fashioned we got to do it this way or mm-hmm. he's thinking we're doing something wrong. Um, we had those tug of wars and those encounters with uh, non family members who we respected. And who we worked for. So um, it never tarnished or created that tension or that pressure that could come. If dad was in the kitchens 24-7 as our 
um, our immediate supervisor or boss, there probably would have been a, another layer of pressure there, but we didn't have that. The pressure was making those folks happy that we were reporting to, and dad was off monitoring and observing from afar. So it, it gave us room to grow and learn, and, and when we did do something knucklehead or drop the ball or did something wrong, um, it wasn't in dad's eyes. It was to other folks' eyes that we would then learn from and correct and move on and um, yeah. Sitting here thinking, the only maybe pressure-like thing that that strikes me is I, I'm so I feel responsible for my people that are working for me, right? Okay. So the the leader at this given store who is making you know a good salary and he can make a good bonus to take care of his family, you know, there's responsibility around making good decisions so that the three thousand people that work throughout our system that they can depend on us and rely on us, you know, that's a tremendous responsibility. So we're always making decisions carefully because you don't want to do something that's going to turn it into a tailspin. And uh, we're not the most uh, risk-averse organization on the planet. We've done some pretty risky things. I mean, the one-number phone system was a a pioneer venture that served us very well. But uh, for the most part, we make decisions carefully we don't uh, jump around doing crazy things, and we do that because we want our team members to have a solid foundation here to work from. Okay, and I don't know if you guys remember this. I used to work at La Rosa. I used to work at the phone center when you guys first started. <laughs> I, I did. forgot that. You did. I forgot that. Yeah, I did. I worked there in ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, yes. When you guys had kind of first started doing that, and mm-hmm. I was actually working here at, at the station and that. working at um, at La Rosa at the, at the call oh, center. I forgotten that. And so the funny part is, I think, I can't remember one of you guys came in, 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 the, in, the, um, in the call center that day, there. and I think I was so nervous, and um, I was I used to answer the phones here at the station, and I think, and I was answering the call, and I, and I was at La Rosa's, and I think I said, Welcome to Q102. And, I said, and you guys, one of you guys was right there. I don't know what you guys were thinking. But no. <laughs> How about that? And you yes. went on to great things. Look I went on that. to great things. So I ended up getting a full-time job here at the station. And then I had, that's the only reason why I left La Rosa. <laughs> but, uh, I, I used to, we used to get the little bonuses or whatever and everything. And we could, we can go over across the street to the store and um, get yeah. your, get, get mi- our, your yeah, food. Yeah, redeem our little coupon. We did well. So, it, you know, it, we're not. We want to be a great experience for everybody. Sometimes it's a high school kid that's putting gas in their car and paying for insurance. Sometimes it's a mom working a few hours out of the house to earn a little extra money. Sometimes it's somebody that, you know, this is their primary uh, level of income. But we want it to be a great experience for everybody. We love all of our team members. And I think that's a big part of our brand, too, is because people like you – I forgot that you did that, Rodney. But people like you that are wildly successful in life. If you had a start at La Rosa's, that makes me proud. That makes me proud. That's great. So I want to ask you guys this. And in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. This morning, we're speaking to Mike and Mark La Rosa's. For more information on the show, um, go to our Facebook page. Like us. Follow us there. Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Now. You guys are helming the business, obviously, um, right now. But does that bring a whole new level of respect for what your dad was able to build? Um, seeing, you know, like it's cert- certain times you can pull back the curtain and you're back there and you can see what all the things that he had to deal with and all of the things that he had to do. Does that bring a new level of respect for Buddy LaRosa's for you guys as his, his sons? Absolutely. I mean, uh, especially with the... Uh, the the very meager beginnings that he started with when he built the business because 
you know, he had to borrow the money to initially get started and everything. And relationships along the way that he forged were so critically important to him. My dad is is a relationship guru. Mm-hmm. Everybody that meets Buddy tends to love Buddy, and he makes a friend for life. And uh, he built the business because of that. But yeah, I think you know he he for a non-educated because he, he's a high school educated person. He didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. For him to do what he did in the manner with the resources that that he had to work with is a American success story. And it's it's inspiring to know that it can be done, and it's that it still exists today. There are people today that get started in their garage, and then they're on Forbes, you know, list of billionaires because of what they started on mm-hmm. their own. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's great about this country is you can go from point A to point B if you work hard and you make good choices and you do something that people want. Well said, I guess, Mark. Right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Ab- absolutely. I, the only thing I would add, I think it's part respect, admiration, and just amazement that he literally, his passion in his life was to make his business and the people that work for him and the people who um, came in and were patrons of that. He just wanted to make it as um, a great a encounter and an environment as possible. He wanted the neighborhood to be a better place because he was there uh, conducting business no business plan, no college, no business degree. It was blood, sweat, and tears on an in- incredible uh, intuition about what makes people tick and just making them feel warm and accepted and engaged uh, engaged with people. Food's relatively easy. Recipes are relatively easy. A location is, is pretty darn important, but it's those day-to-day things. Um, he was amazing at – he built a rock-solid foundation uh, through blood, sweat, and tears. We could have uh, messed up what he uh, – that foundation, but that foundation is so solid. Um, there's a, a lot that we could then build from uh, that he, he laid. And he, uh, it's amazing what he was able to do with so little resources. Okay. So we know that you guys are second generation. What's the third generation looking like? Are we going to have a third generation of La Rosa's running the company? We look can, at look at do. Mike. We Mike. very we proudly do. say we yes. Do. Okay, good. Yeah, my, um, one of my sons, Nick, has uh, been working for the company for probably twenty plus years, and uh, okay, he's uh, it's kind of interesting. I think when you examine the qualities and strengths of Mark and Mike, my son kind of exhibits both of those characteristics. So I think. The, the the two-headed horse is going to become kind of the, the, Nick, the Nick leadership thing. But Mark has a daughter, Christina, that has done a phenomenal job with a piece of our business that my father always valued tremendously. And that's, that's our you know, community support. And Christina heads up our Cincinnati Golden Gloves for Youth boxing program. Mm-hmm. And she's focused on making – the 100-plus kids in our program that are at-risk inner-city kids, she's trying to make their life bright and uh, help them make good decisions. And my dad always cared about that. You know, when when he was able to spend less time in the restaurant and have a hobby, boxing was my dad's hobby. Mm-hmm. And he loved being in the inner city working with kids that that appreciate a little bit of love and attention. And Christina – is doing a phenomenal job with that. And I think the future is going to be one where Nick and Christina work together to make sure that our brand is represented in the restaurants and in the community 
is going to have uh, some polish on it because they both are very talented in what they do and what they bring. All right. So you guys didn't know this part, but I want to personally thank you guys because I do a program. We do a program, uh, adopt a class here uh, at the station, and we adopted the school that I actually went to uh, when I was a kid, when when Terrace Elementary. It's called Wooden Hills Academy now. But whenever I need you guys, you guys <laughs> are there for me. You take good care of me. We we've done some stuff. We've been able to help some kids out at Christmas, and I'm proud to say that you guys have partners sometimes. And that whenever I need you guys, you're always there for me. So I Thanks, personally Robbie. want to say thank you. You're thank you. All right, thank you. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. If our listeners, of course, if they want to find out more about you, I'm sure they can call that number. Number, right yes. <laughs> maybe we don't want them to do that at that time <laughs> they do it <laughs> do they call that number um three four seven one 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 it finds its way up through yeah. the channels yes and, and, and try to find and talk to you guys yes uh, that's yeah. that's funny you know. all right as long as they don't want to check for 20 grand for something, that's the main thing. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking Thanks, time. Thanks, You're welcome. Thanks. Enjoyed it. We've been speaking to Mike and Mark LaRosa again all morning long. We're talking about second-generation business owners or simply following in your parents' footsteps. For more information on the show, more information on our guests, reach out to us on Facebook, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Follow us there. Actually, like, follow, and share there. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app, anywhere you get your podcast, and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.